I'm going to share, and I, I do mean this today, I'm going to share a short message. Short message. I know, y'all chuckling at me. Uh, we, we've heard that before by pastors, but I do mean it today. We are going to keep it shorter, and I know many of you probably have plans. Some of you have your kids here with you, and you got probably uh, some great things to do today with family, and so I want to be sensitive to that. But I do want to share uh, from God's Word today. Um, so if you have your uh, Bibles with you, you can turn to the Gospel of Matthew. And, you know, I, I shared with the first group, I'll share with you, I, I, I think you've all eaten, so I think we're good now. Uh, we'll see kind of what happens. I'm not going to be too, try not to be too graphic here. But I remember when I was a kid, and I was sick. <laughs> You're all like, okay, where are we going here? Well, I was sick, and, uh, you know, I, was, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was just not, I couldn't hold down what was inside, and so it was going, it was making it clear it was going to make a, an entrance, or an exit, I should say, uh, an entrance into the world, an exit from me, uh, you know, through the attic, right, not the basement. So we, it was going to be coming up, and I was getting out of bed, and maybe you were, had, had this happen when you were a kid, or maybe even as an adult, and you feel that kind of rolling around your stomach, you're like, something's about to, to happen, and so you start to make the move, right, I'm getting out of bed, it's dark, I'm stripping over my room, uh, things in my room, and I realized I'm not going to make it, okay? It's not happening. I'm about halfway to the bathroom, and so I'm just about to exit my room, and so my instinct is to put my hand over my mouth. Now, that's not going to stop what's coming up uh, with the force that was coming. And so everything made its exit. With my hand there, of course, rather than it going just straight forward and maybe onto the floor or something, it, it kind of made like this graffiti sort of spray up the wall onto the ceiling, right? I mean, nothing was left untouched in that area of the entrance of my room, of the doorway. Um, and of course, you know, my mom hears the commotion. I'm crying out for her. I'm like, Mom, you know, and she comes out. <laughs> and, you know, you walk into that kind of a situation. Any mom's been there? Some kind of, yeah, yeah, I know. And you sort of like walk in the situation, and it just, it struck me like the, the love and the patience that she, and it was probably like, you know, two in the morning or something. She comes into the situation. She's, she's, you know, nurturing, loving me, patting me on the back. She's guiding me, you know, stepping in stuff, you know, to the bathroom and gets me to the bathroom where I need to go, help me clean up. And then she goes to the room and starts cleaning up the mess. And can I just say that moms deserve a reward Award, a reward, <laughs> right? Would you agree? Yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 clap. That's good. You guys, I mean, I don't remember my dad in that situation at all, just so you know. I mean, <laughs> he's probably like snoozing away, honey, go take care of the situation. Moms just have a special, a badge of honor to be able to, to function in those kind of things and still love the, the vessel that produced all of that fun stuff, you know? And, and I remember that, and it strikes me to this day, just, just a, a mother's love. A mother has just a love for her children that goes beyond uh, capacity, really, to understand. There's just this depth of care and love. And, and with that love, I believe, and, and what we're going to look at today, a mother has a certain type of faith that cares and, and, and mothers pray for their children in a, in a deep way, in a depth that we'll never, never fully know. I've seen mothers, I've heard mothers' stories, how they're weeping over their children 
as they're praying for them, for, for God to bless them, for, for them to come to the Lord in some cases. And so we're going to look today at, at a, it's a very brief snapshot in the Gospel of Matthew. And the title of today's message is A Mother's Faith. And you're going to see this mother uh, kind of come to the forefront very briefly. But I want you to pay attention to the, the, the faith that comes with her in this moment. Now, we could have looked at many great mothers in the Bible, right? I mean, you, you think of Moses' mother, right, who put him in the basket and to save his life and put him in the stream and, and trusted that God would take care of him and, and was, she was able to care for him even though, you know, she had to do so in, in her different uh, circumstances that maybe were optimal. Uh, how about Jesus' mother, right, Mary? There's another great example of a loving, caring mother. But this mother we're going to look at today, again, is, is nameless, but we see come through so clearly is her faith that she has. And so if you're there in Matthew chapter 15, we're going to begin reading in verse 21. And it says, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. And then Jesus responds, but he did not answer her a word. <laughs> Interesting. We'll come back to that. He did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And let's pause right there. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for today, God. I thank you for just the mothers here, the, the ones watching online, Lord God, just the mothers everywhere that, that sacrifice so much, that give of themselves so much, Lord. And God, we just thank you for today as we honor them. God, I ask you just to bless them today. And Lord, we just thank you, Father, for, your, for these next few moments together and for your word. Let it speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, so here we have this scene of, of this mother and you know, and, and, and we see Jesus on, on the scene, and this woman is a Canaanite woman, and she comes from, from the region, uh, and, and she was crying out these words, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. So what we see here is a mother in a desperate situation, don't we? We see a mother that is, is approaching Jesus knowing, probably understanding the fact that she's probably going to be rejected because she is a Canaanite woman. Again, remember that during this time and in, in, in this culture, women were sort of a, a less than, weren't they? They were treated as less than. I remember um, during our time in the Middle East, there are, there are still laws in the way that women can be treated, especially under Sharia law, which is the, the Muslim law, that... When, when you go to court, a woman's testimony is only worth half as much as a, as a man's testimony. And so if a man has a testimony and he's testifying, you've got to bring two women to equal that one man's testimony. And so, again, we live in a Western culture, so sometimes it's hard to understand really the scene or what's happening because we just, we're used to kind of our culture, again, where it's just completely different. And that was one of the benefits from living overseas in the Middle East was it just really helps, helps you to understand kind of what sort of the feel was. And so here's this Canaanite woman coming to Jesus. And 
understand the Canaanites were, they were a wicked and idolatrous people. They were not a good people. They were descendants, actually, of Noah's grandson, Ham. Do you remember the account, if you've read the account of Noah, when Noah uh, drank too much wine and he was laying there exposed, his sons brought shame to him because they didn't cover him up. Well, that's where they were cursed, and that curse continued through that, that line, and they became the Canaanite people. Canaan was actually, there, it was the place that you're probably like, man, I've heard that in the Bible, but it's the place that, place that was promised to Abraham, and finally Joshua led the Israelites into Canaan and, and overtook it. Do you guys remember Jericho, right? If you ever went to Sunday school or, you know, you did the whole march around thing singing, right? And the walls came down. That's, that was in Canaan. And so this is kind of her lineage. This is where she's coming from. And so, again, this, this was not just a woman who in that culture was kind of less than, but this was a Canaanite woman coming to Jesus, who's a Jew, and she's approaching him in desperation because she needs Jesus' help. You see, the situation with her daughter pushed her to a place of deepened, this, this deep-seated need where she was just in desperation to see her daughter relieved of this demon that was oppressing her. What she didn't realize, perhaps, is how she was on the cusp of a life-changing experience with Jesus. She came to Jesus, again, from this place of not selfishness, but selflessness, right? So many people came to Jesus, and not that they were wrong, but a lot of times it was themselves that needed something from Jesus. Lord, set me free when he, when he cleansed the leper or he, he met somebody in need, or helped the blind man, made the blind man to see. That was for that person. But here, this mother is not looking for anything but relief for her child, for her daughter. Putting herself out there, putting herself kind of to be rejected, if you will, but again, having exhausted every other option, she's like, I'm only left with this, and I know that Jesus can help. As any mother in this room or watching online can attest, I'm sure there were other issues in her life, weren't there? When your children, when there's something going on, and it never comes at the most opportune time, does it? Like my mom has that, that story when we started. You know, that was not, she was resting peacefully until my voice shattered the silence. But this, this mother, again, understands, and she comes, and she understands that, no, I don't seek anything for myself. But will you speak, and will you heal my daughter from this oppression? You see, everything else had faded away when the well-being of her child was on the line. Have you ever heard the term mama bear? <laughs> yeah? Maybe you've used it. You don't want to, you don't, you don't, the last thing you want to see is, is a mom protecting her child. <laughs> we call them mama bears. They, they will do anything uh, to protect that child. And here, again, we see mama bear in action. And so here we have this, this scene of this, she's explaining that her daughter is under a demonic attack. And a lot of times in our, in our life and when we're dealing with, with situations and with people, we always have to remember, as Scripture says very clearly, that it's not flesh and blood that we wrestle against, is it? 
Too often we try in our, our culture, our society, tries to treat these things oftentimes with prescriptions or with, with you know, counseling or self-help. And that's, counseling is good, don't get me wrong. And there are times when prescriptions are needed. But that, those are not the ultimate answer, are they? Sometimes we are dealing with spiritual activity, right? Spiritual attack. That's what scripture says. And so really our place for uh, engaging that is on our knees in prayer, crying out to Jesus as we see this mom doing. You see, she knew who to come to when the situation was at its worst, didn't she? All of her pagan gods, all of, her, all of those prayers that she, I'm sure she made, all of those other uh, options that she could do in her own strength, she exhausted and was now at a place where she knew that she needed to come to Jesus. And again, the fact that she even says, O Lord, Son of David, she's acknowledging who he is because she realizes who she's dealing with. And so she comes to Jesus, and again, she's in this place for Jesus to do something. And there in verse 23, we see his great response, but he did not answer her a word. It's not, not what you would expect, is it? Not what you would expect from Jesus, who we see all the time, you know, just his heart going out to people and meeting them in, these, in their need. But we see Jesus didn't answer her a word. And then the disciples, of course, beg him, and they're saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. All right? The disciples, you see this picture. You, always, you know how he's always calling them boys and stuff? Like, someday you're going to grow up, and you almost see them kind of throwing this fit, like, she won't leave us alone. Will you just do something to make her stop? And he answers again, as we've read, I was only sent to the, la the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And this is where we started was, but she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And then he answers this. He, he acknowledges her now as she's in front of him. And he says, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And again, here we see I get Jesus using this term, dogs, and we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but even in culture overseas, over there in that region, dog is not a kind thing to call somebody. And he is referring to her basically in this light as a dog, as this less than kind of uh, person because they're outside of the Jews. And so he's saying this, but look what she says. Does she get upset and offended? She says, yes, Lord. <laughs> she acknowledges, yeah, that's, that is, I am that. But she says, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. So here we see this mother, a mother who is persistent in her request. Persistent in her request. You know, um, my youngest son, Josh, as a lot of you know, if there's an embodiment of persistence, it's that beautiful little boy who I love. And, you know, it's funny because... He'll come to me and he'll, he'll want something. It's just something, either a toy or can't, whatever it is. And it's just like kind of the strangest times. If he sees it and he wants it, and he comes and says, Dad, you know, I'd like to have this. And I, I hold my ground. So, you know, I say, no, no. But I know it's not over. It doesn't end there, you know. <laughs> and he's smart, too, because he'll stop in that moment. He kind of backs down, you know. He goes and does something else, and my guard comes down, and 
he finds me like in a happy, I'm like watching a, a TV show or, or doing something, you know, sitting outside relaxing. And then he makes his strategic approach once again. Dad, I want this. I, I, a lot of times I go twice. I can say no twice. But then there's just this persistence. And sometimes he'll just let loose. Sometimes he's not as sly. He just kind of just, it's just like the battering ram. Like, Dad, come on. Why not? You know. And so I give in, okay? Pray for me. I give in. Judge me if you'd like. I do. You know, he's a cute kid. I can, I can give him that, you know. I, I have it within my means. And so, yeah, I give in. Judge me. And it's, it's, it's like, but it's the persistence that just blows my mind. Like, if we could just bottle that and you could sell it and you'd make a ton of money because it's just like this, no, I want, I want what my focus is on. I want this to come to fruition. And so here is that same type of persistence that this mother is presenting. Again, because remember, Jesus didn't respond at first. And how many of us <laughs> would have walked away in that moment? Maybe not, even, maybe not even the first or second time, right? Because first he doesn't respond, and then he responds, well, what I have, I'm not gonna, I can't, it's not for you. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And you just kind of go on your business. How many times do we, do we miss what God has for us because we lack a faith that is persistent? How many times? I don't know. I wonder that, you know, as I was preparing this message, I'm like, Lord, are there times when I've missed it because I've just not stayed engaged and continued and, and persist? And it's not like Jesus is, is being, you know, mean here or anything. He's just like, it's not, it's, it's not the way it's supposed to go down. It's not going to be like that. And then the disciples, of course, jumping in, <laughs> maybe helped her, her case, like, He's just like, okay, disciples, to get you to be quiet. You know, they're sitting there. And, but what are they, what are they doing? They just, they're, they're seeking for their own selfish gain here in, in the sense of they just want it to be quiet, right? They want her to stop bothering them. So they're asking Jesus, Lord, do something here. But it's the contrast between the disciples even and her is, is pretty, pretty clear. And so here's this woman, this mother, in this moment where she's kind of been told no, and suddenly she turns this, this obstacle into an opportunity, doesn't she? She turns this obstacle into an opportunity. And, you know, Jesus, he probably was, he wanted to see her faith. He's, he's looking to see a glimpse like, okay, so you called me, you know, son of David, you, you, you called me Lord, but where's your faith? Let me see. Let me just kind of take a, a litmus test here of, of where your faith is at. And so, in response, when Jesus says this, this term of, you know, this is not for you, what I have, this bread that I offer is, is not for the dogs, she simply acknowledges it. She's like, yeah, you're right. And she has, you see, no standing to receive anything, and she acknowledges that. Do you see that in this, in this account? You see that her stance is like, you're right, I don't deserve this. And she sits there, and, and she basically, she says, yeah, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm outside of, 
of where, you know, this bread that you're offering, what you're doing, what you're speaking, and the things you're doing, I, I fall outside of that. I have no right to receive what you offer. But she does recognize that the source of what she needs is, is standing in front of her. And so, again, this picture of this woman before Jesus and tells him, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And suddenly Jesus sees something in her. Jesus catches her faith in that moment. And here comes verse 28, and I love this. And then Jesus answers her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Great faith is not, does not always come through a beautiful situation. It doesn't come through a beautiful situation, does it? Great faith comes through like when we are down and out, when we are at our end. Because if you think about it, isn't that what faith truly is? So often in life and so many things in life and so many situations we find ourselves, are we in a place where we can kind of fix it ourselves? Do we ask God, like, God, could you just do this? So often we are able to just accomplish things on our own, right? We can just do it in our own power. But when we come to these moments where there is nothing, we've exhausted everything, and we're in these desperate situations, Jesus is simply looking where... Where is your faith? Where is your faith? We pray, and maybe something doesn't go exactly like we thought, or, or maybe something is delayed. And we say, well, okay, I guess it's not going to happen. What would happen if we persisted? What would happen if we stood? You see, we are a, we are a society where it's, it's, I want it now, right? Yeah. Anybody agree? We want to raise their hand loud and proud? Go ahead. It's good. It feels good. It's liberating. It's the first step, right? It's to admit that you have, yeah? Okay. We do, right? We want it now. If we, if we have to wait a minute, when was the last time when you, you were in the drive-thru and you, it was taking a little longer than you expected? Right? Just keep looking up here. <laughs> and I know you got to the window and you prayed for the person at the window because, you know, I really appreciate you taking so long today. I know you must be having a hard day, probably much worse than mine. Could I pray for you? I know that's what you all do in here. That's what you all do. But it's true, right? I mean, if we get slowed down, if something gets in our way or something happens, we're like, mm. we just we kind of just throw a fit. We're, we're like the disciples, right? Just make it stop. Just give it now. But what would happen if, if we were just simply quietly persistent in our faith? Persistent in, in what we're praying for. You see, here we have a mother who's now been acknowledged as being great. Right? Being great. But notice that it wasn't because of her beauty or because of her status or because of you know, something she said. It was because of her faith. And what happens to us isn't that what we would want God to say about us? If we were to be great in anything, 
Imagine that prayer. Lord, if I could be great in anything, make me great in faith. What would things look like? How would things be different if all across this country and the world there were churches full of people that were great, not in status, not in income, not in beauty, not in anything else, not in social connections, but they were great in faith? What would things look like? What would things look like? And notice as a, in a response to her, her faith and her request, she receives her answer immediately. Her daughter was healed in that moment. What gets Jesus' attention? It's our faith. It's our faith. There's no lengthy prayer here. There's no eloquent words being spoken. There's just simply a woman in need, a mother in need, and she's saying, Lord, even a scrap from your table, I'll take it. As we begin to wind things down here and wrap up, I want to just ask you a few questions. This is to mothers, but this is also to everyone here, sitting in this room, watching online. First is, is what, what burden is it that you're carrying today? What, have you, what burden have you been carrying for a while, what, what is it that you've carried and, and been asking God to do in your life or in someone else's life, maybe? Because again, I think many of us, it's, it's not always about just ourselves. We're not selfish people necessarily. We can be sometimes, but overall, it's, we, we, we're praying, maybe it's for our children. Maybe we're praying for, for a friend. Maybe we're praying for something, something else. And how, how has that gone? Maybe, maybe it's been a long time. And you're starting, maybe you've stopped praying. I know I've been there in my life where you, know, you pray for something for so long, and you're just like, it's just never, nothing's going to ever change, right? What's weighing heavy on your heart today? If I can speak to the, the moms here just for a moment. You're all in different places, aren't you? There's some moms that are, you know, their kids are growing. They're, they've, they've moved out. They're, they're on their own. They're adults. There's some of you that are moms that are kind of in the thick of it all. You're in the middle of it, and you're trying to figure out what's up and what's down right now and just get through another day. Some moms are, maybe you have a young child. Maybe it's your first child. Maybe there's some moms that are just expecting. Maybe, you know, there's some moms that maybe you've not been able to have children, but maybe you've adopted children, like actually, or just brought children kind of under your wing. But there are many moms in many different stages of life here today. And I really believe, and I want to speak just for a minute, that this really hits on the head for many of you. Because this is not about a promotion at work or something else. When it comes to your child, when it comes to your children, there's a depth of hope and there's a depth of, you just want of love that you have for your babies, right? No matter how big they are <laughs> or small they are. 
and you simply just want them to know Jesus. If they're in pain, you want them to, to that suffering to cease, and maybe it's hard to see that. And to all of you, I just want to minister to you today and, and, and just share that, that God is, is saying, you know, persist. God's not playing a game with you, but he's looking for where your faith is at today. And I say this not lightly. It's, it's much harder to do than it is to say because it can go on and on and it can seem maybe never ending, like it's never gonna happen. God, I've been here a thousand times. But he's saying, will you come a thousand and one today? Because that is the making of great faith. Great faith. Maybe today you're in this place and you're looking for that faith. Maybe the light's kind of gone dim. And I would encourage you today to, to not give up hope to maybe you need to return back to God's word. Because we, that's what builds us up, right? Trust me, you turn on the TV, you go online, you go through your social media, it will not take long for that faith kind of flicker to, to go down to almost nothing, looking at what's happening around us in the world. But when we go to the word of God, when we go to, to, to accounts like this, like this mother that came to Jesus and, and persisted through the initial, you know, no, <laughs> said, I will, I will remain and I will persist until I see an answer. That can be you today. And I would encourage you, why not mark today as the day you get back on your knees and take that request back to God and say, God, I'm gonna persist here by faith and trust that you will see me, that you will hear me, and that you will answer according to your will. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you for this amazing day that we celebrate uh, heroes, really. We want to talk about heroes, Lord. Moms are at the top of the list. God, as I just pause to think about around this room, the, the many different places that everyone is at in their lives and in, in their hope. God, we realize that some have seen great answers to great prayers but some have not. So today, Lord God, I pray that by your word, Lord, that you would, you've spoken, Lord, to the hearts of, of moms and, and to all of us, Lord, about what it means to, to stay persistent. Lord, I think about it in the scripture where it talks about a neighbor going to the door of, of the, the house next door and, and when the neighbor doesn't answer, that they persist and they knock and knock and knock until someone comes to the door. Lord, you talk to us about that, about our faith. God, forgive us where we've been quick, Lord, to let go of the things that are near and dear to us. God, forgive us where we've felt like maybe that you can't fix the situation. Or maybe we know, but maybe you've chosen not to. But God, it's, it's clear in your scripture, Lord, that we are to persist. God, I pray for each person here today that their faith would continue to grow in you, Lord. I pray, Father God, that we would be a church, Lord, that, that stands on faith, Lord, through prayer. God, that we would bring our needs to you. We would bring our concerns to you. We would bring our children to you, Lord. 
God, help us. Help us, Lord, to stand. God, I pray for those who, who just entered this place today, entered, the, entered this time today, Lord God, just in a, in a difficult season, in a, in a place maybe they're just weak and not, not feeling the strength to stand. God, that, that they would discover that today and they would once again rise up and stand boldly, Lord. Not in their strength, Lord, but in yours. So God, we trust that you've heard our prayer today. We trust, Lord God, that you see every single situation in this room. And God, we thank you that you are at work in ways that we cannot imagine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what we've heard today, what we've seen today, how Jesus responded. God, may we be counted as those who have great faith. In Jesus' name.